Hey, it's Bob Fibbs, The Retail Doc. Thanks for joining me on my podcast, Tell Me Something Good About Retail, where I interview some of the best entrepreneurs and retailers and people who deal with retail in a new and exciting podcast format each week. So join me live here, or you can also find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. Let's get going. Thanks for joining me this week where I interview Rachel Doyle, CEO of Arboretum. She is the third ever Lifetime Achievement Award winner and first woman to win the Retail Excellence Award in Ireland. Today I am with Rachel Doyle from Arboretum Garden Centres in Carlow and Kilquade in Wicklow in Ireland. Tell me something about your business and how you uh, got started. Um, sure, I went back to college at 22 to study horticulture and then came and opened a garden centre 40 years ago. And now, why did you go back to school uh, to learn horticulture? Because uh, where I lived in a very remote part uh, of, of County Carlow in Ireland, we didn't have career guidance. So I left school, didn't really know what I was going to do, worked in an office done a course, went teaching, and um, one of the teachers showed me an ad in the paper for a scholarship to study horticulture, and I thought, that's me. I love that. So you had a passion for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think if you have a passion and a dream, you can do anything you want and make it come true. I made my dreams come true. Wow. I love what I do. I'm absolutely passionate about plants. I actually do not consider I work. I think the team in Arboretum, we've over 100 people employed, and they all think I work really hard. But, but I don't. not for you. No. no. See, I think that's really great. That's why this, this uh, podcast is called Tell Me Something Great About Retail, because I get to meet people like Rachel, who you're not telling me how horrible it is to be you. You're telling me how much you like being you. Absolutely. Yeah. And you it's, chose to be you. Yes. Uh, and I suppose, you know, I think you can... Um, I, I'm an eternal optimist. I mean, the glass is not half full, it's full all the time. And unless people die, anything else we can sort out in life. That's my philosophy. I love that. And I, I suppose, I, I, you know, um, I, I really do think that we can, you know, we need to get people in a really positive frame of mind. I think that, you know, you can go out and say it's raining. I say, God, it's raining, it's lovely. Let the rain on my face. I like it. So I'm, I, I'm, I just. Why is that important though for you, for people to remain positive? Because I, I, I like, I surround myself with positive people. I don't want to do negs, negative people. But that's kind of what we're surrounded with, at least in the States, it seems (laughs) like. (laughs) Well, no, but you know, you can try and, you know, and I believe, uh, you know, I have in, in, in the staff room, in, in the Arboretum, we have uh, smiley faces and saying, you know, if you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours because you don't know what that person is coming in, what burdens they're bringing in. And by just being friendly and smiling and good morning to them and chatting, and I'm a chatterbox. And uh, could you tell that with her? No, not at all. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a great feeling then, you know, and people, I often find that people share with me some very personal things, but I, that's fine. I actually done marriage counselling for a year or so on a voluntary basis. I, but I, think, of, I think retailers, I think we are always are kind of this um, counsellor for the public in a lot yeah, of ways, aren't we? Absolutely, and that's Because they're coming to you for hope, aren't they? Yeah, like, yes. Like, I'm yeah. a gardener, like, tell me yeah. the deer won't eat this, please. Yeah, right, yeah, that's my yeah, thing. Or yeah. tell me that I can actually do this. And you're saying, well, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, and, and you know, 
uh, one tree can one tree can support a family of four, can convert enough carbon dioxide to oxygen to support a family of four. How good is that? Why don't we surround ourselves with trees and with plants? Why don't we? And, and with plants, and they're, you know, they're, they're converting aloe vera, for example, a beautiful plant that's great for loads of things like psoriasis and, and skin diseases and so on. And, you know, makeup is made with them. Uh-huh. But that's a great plant to have in your bedroom to convert the carbon dioxide that you're breathing out to oxygen while you sleep. Wow. So, so, you know, and, and again, plants in offices. But this is not a horticultural lesson. <laughs> but it could be. Could be, yeah. Because she, it is really hard for her if you couldn't tell. She has to really think about what, what she's talking about. Like, oh, this is, like, well, let me list this. It just comes naturally with you, which is what I think. Your whole, your whole demeanor from when I first met you is just this open kind of uh, way with the world. And I don't yeah. think... I don't think that's we run into that enough, and I think that when I see it and you can feel it, I always want to know how you got there. I mean, were you always an optimist? Were you always looking at the positive? Did you see other people who weren't and said, not me? I mean... Uh, uh, I suppose I, I have always. I just don't think anything else except, you know, I, I, went, I had a very poor uh, education in the beginning. And I'm very much, I went back to college and I got first class honours, not because I was bright, but because I was doing something that I absolutely loved, couldn't get enough information. And every day I get up, I'm learning and I'm, I'm always reading stuff and I'm always going on. Like yesterday, I felt your presentation was superb. Oh, All the presenters you. were excellent. Uh, and, and I just get energy from that and I'm energised yeah. by that. Yeah. And energised by meeting really fabulous, wonderful people in retail and chatting to them. And not good. going with any of the negs, because no, there's no. a lot of them out there, right? Yeah, but don't, don't do those. I don't want to sit down and have coffee with those. Why not? Because they, they, if you allow it, but we have the free will to stop it, but we can allow them bring us down with us, but that, we mustn't do that. We must stay up, the, up on that positive So realm. you have to be on guard for that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like that. And so you have this idea, you open a garden center, you've just got your degree, yeah. and now you have 100 people working for you. So how yeah. do you get there? Because you didn't wake up and say, I want to be a retailer with 100 employees, right? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I worked very hard, and, but I, 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 you know, I was chatting with you at breakfast this morning, and I said to you, an opportunity has to be realized in the lifetime of the opportunity. And I so believe that. And I so believe that so many people are blind to that, that, you know, uh, uh, like, I'll give you a great example. I'm just going to ask you, give me an example. Uh, We, uh, uh, a motorway, we were on the main road between Dublin and two major cities in Ireland, and suddenly there was a motorway put in, and we were absolutely devastated. Oh, my gosh. We spent 2.2 million during the depths of the recession to revamp our garden centre in Carlo, and we put in a 340-seater restaurant that had been about oh less than 200, and I'm talking about in the middle of nowhere. I think it's the centre of the universe. Of course you do. But it's, uh, and it is absolutely superb and very successful. We revamped... But the, you could have pulled back at that time. Yes. And you could was, have said, be careful, be afraid. Yeah. And everybody told me we were mad to even think of doing this. But I knew we weren't. I believed uh, that this was the right decision. 
and it's a family business. My two sons and my husband, who is retired, we were all involved in it, and it's it's wonderful. But it was it was a big decision. A big but, decision. But it was uh, the right decision, and I never doubted. But it was the right decision. And the opportunity and the time in the lifetime. So that means, yeah. like, when you have that thought. Yeah, you you do. You can't do, like say I'll get around to this someday. No, is what no, no. But when just after that happening, this is the opportunity came again. Just as we were finished, having got the banks to give us the money, uh, another garden centre came on for sale up in <laughs> oh, South okay, Dublin. Okay. South Dublin, and uh, I saw I had the owner had phoned me several times, and I used to say to him, "I've enough problems now." Right. And don't want to double. Don't, yeah. yeah. And suddenly my son rang me to say he was on, on a plane going to a wedding in Italy and he rang and he said, Ma, uh, Kilquaid is up for sale, it's on the paper. I got the keys to the car, drove to the shop, opened the paper when I got out back to the car, rang my husband and my other son and said, Can you come with me to Kilquaid now? Wow. Because there's no tomorrow. Um, yeah. And we went and I fell madly in love with it. I fell in love with it. So did my son, Barry. And and Frank even who is sort of pulls us back and tries uh-huh, to pull us uh-huh. back a bit, he too did. So here was the opportunity. We've opened it, and that's three years ago, and it's fantastic. Wow! And it's in a superb setting, and it has eighteen display gardens, two acres of display gardens. Sounds beautiful. Super. I'd love to come see it. I'd love to come I see it. I would love you to come see it. What would be the biggest, the best advice you ever got? My father used to say. Cut your cloth according to your measure. Now, I have stretched that a little bit from time to <laughs> I was going to say, I think you're, it's my definition of my measure, right? You're yes, just, absolutely. That's right. That's, that's it. No one that's else's. It. Yes, yes. But at the back of my head, that advice from my dad so, sort of reminds me, you know, and I would, I make, uh, make uh, I suppose, informed decisions. I'm sure they're informed. I don't get anything about your uh, uh, capricious or um, you shoot first and then try no. to aim. I think you yeah. know yeah. you know a very clear idea yeah. of what what success looks like. And what does what does a, an excellent garden center have to do in 2018, 2019 to be successful? You've been around for how many years? With your uh, forty. Forty, which is yeah. I know she started as a child, folks. Yeah, um, but. You know, what does it take? Because there's an awful lot of, at least in the States, there's a lot of big boxes that have mm. some kind of a garden center. Mm. There are plenty of small little uh, garden centers that kind of eke out a little existence. But you're, you have 100 people. You're a, you're a thriving mm. outdoor uh, gar- uh, landscape garden, uh, garden center. What does it take to, to do that? Uh, dare to be different and uh, go outside of the... The boundaries. What would an example? Uh, uh, yeah. uh, obviously, she's yeah. she's shy and retiring from her beautiful pink fuchsia outfit she has on here today. But what does um, that mean? Um, we would we would uh, we do, for example, on Saturdays there's a master class on something. We used to call it um, uh, what what did we call it? But people felt there were work workshops, uh-huh. and people felt, oh God, maybe I might be asked to do something. So we renamed the master classes, and now we get we get them booked out. So one of our horticulturists will give a class on maybe garden design or how to decorate your front door, whatever. And when, we, when bus loads come, we can do, we have a stage in the garden centre, so they'll just mic up and an impromptuous talk on how to plant your hanging baskets or whatever 
is the right thing at the, at the moment. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, for example, when Christmas comes, we turn the whole place into Christmas. We spend about 30,000 sterling on props that we rent from England uh, to make a magic, magical scenes. And they have to, of course, be different every year. And we'd have... And then um, you're selling the trees and the ornaments yeah, to go with it. Yeah, yeah. But you're not closing down... You could have been a seasonal business, right? Yes. You could have just closed down yeah. like we're out. What was, the wor- what was the worst month of the year, December, is now our second best month. Wow. And that's how we turn that around. But we do loads of loads of things like we have authentic reindeer on site. We uh, do breakfast and supper with Santa in the restaurant, and that's all that happens in the conservatory. Uh-huh. And Granny and Granddad comes as well as Mommy and Daddy and the kids. So it's and a family it's, tradition. It's just a family, a, a like super family event. And we do loads of other things like even uh, we have Laura Lynn is a children's fund in Ireland, and we do loads of things around Laura Lynn and. You, the kids have to pay three euro for the postal letter to Santa, and one then somebody Santa up in the office sends <laughs> a letter in the post, and the child gets a letter from the postman. Lovely. So, and all that all that goes to the uh, Laurel Inn Children's Fund. And so you've got this whole community feeling that you're not just selling plants; yeah. you're doing something more than that. Oh yeah, absolutely, uh, and that's important to us. And in both garden centres, uh, we have display gardens, which is free of charge. In Lachlan Bridge, we have an inspirational garden, which was designed over... I got the team together years ago, and what was a dump, we created a garden out of. And uh, um, one of the teams said that the first introduction to gardening was Jack and the Beanstalk. So that's the story we tell the kids. Yes. And we have... Uh, the. The big pond at the bottom is the shape of a bean and then the paths radiating out, out from that comes up to a U maze where the kids can run riot and not and it's a win win for us, for the parents. For us the kids are not pulling the off exactly, plants. Exactly, right, uh, right. For the parents because the kid know the kids are safe and they're running around mad. And for the kids they have freedom. So That's it's nice. it's it's but then the story we tell adults when we bring them to the gardens is the story of how colour affects your mood. Green is for growth, red is for vitality, uh, um, orange for optimism, yellow f- for fuchsia? contentment. Oh, that's for outgoing. Confidence. <laughs> I, <was> gonna... <laughs> I love that idea that our first idea of planting is Jack of the Beanstalk. Because yeah. think of that. It's this wonderful idea that the, it grows up to the heavens. Of course, yeah. it has a downside, right? Because uh, the giant cuts it down and the whole bad things happen as well. But just this idea that that's, that that story time brings you this sense of, wow, the magic of something gardening. You know, I did that, uh, I'm sure a lot of school kids did too, but I, when I was in sixth grade, I took two little Dixie cups and I planted them with soil and a little, um, I think there were sunflower seeds, and I put one, this is a science experiment. So I put one in the sunny side of the room in our classroom, mm-hmm. and, uh, and we were telling it all good things. So we watched it, and then we did this other one that would, where we just yelled at it and said all these things. And of course, that one didn't go up, and this one came up. And I, and I remember thinking, like, wow, I wonder if thoughts really could, could make a difference. And that's where I first started thinking, maybe they could. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe there is. Maybe we overwatered the one. I don't know that, too. But uh, that idea that maybe what we think about really does come true because that's kind of what you're saying that you you haven't met an obstacle you just kind of look at it in that lifetime and say well yeah this feels right you're confident you know your facts you know your product yeah and you know who you are you're not looking are you looking for a lot of other people to reinforce that or you're pretty centered to know that that's 
Well, uh, uh, my two sons, Fergal and Barry, would be very much part of all the decisions that are made in the now. Yes, now, yes. Now, but before this, my husband was always very good because he said, "Go, do it." You know, if you feel right about it, do it. That's important. And that was important, yeah. And that was important that he was always behind me. Good. And now, what, so I want you to picture. So you have a good friend of yours. And she comes to you and she says, oh, let's meet for, for uh, coffee. Mm. And you go uh, and, and she says, I've got this idea. I just want to get your feedback. I want to open a garden center. Mm. What would you tell her? I would tell her all the, all, all the pros and cons of it. And, you know, the, the commitment that is necessary. Uh, but What's the that commitment? Super- What's the commitment? Well, the commitment of hard work and dedication and uh, believing in yourself and... Um, and not being pulled down by by the the people who will always see problems and obstacles. Obstacles are just things you can overcome. Okay. Um, and unless unless somebody dies, anything else we can sort out. I like that. I like that idea. Do you think that? Um, what do you think the most worthwhile investment you ever did was? Um, uh, buying, uh, but well, number one, we, we we lived in a bungalow when we got married, and I there was a beautiful old house uh, close by, which came up for sale, and we bought it, and there was a ten-acre field beside it, uh-huh. which there was a gate, there was a gate into it. it was one, at one stage it was belonged to the house, and I believed in my heart that the field was going to be ours someday, and uh, I uh, my husband went to the owner and said, if ever you need money, uh, would you give us first option on the field? And we bought the field and that's where the operation is now. Oh my gosh. You just so, had that feel yeah. that that would be... Yeah, that that was I the right thing for us. I love that. Yeah. And we moved, we had a small garden centre in, in town and it was, uh, it was only on a half acre site and it was just, we could not expand. So we, Aldi and Little were coming to town uh-huh. and the two of them were bidding for our site, which was great. Oh. Aldi gave us the most money, so... Perfect. It all worked out. All worked out. Lovely. And so, I don't think it happens very often, but times that you kind of lose your way or you're really frustrated, what do you do to get out of that? Uh, I go for a swim at seven in the morning and that starts my day. I come out of that pool and I'm spiritually, physically and mentally ready to take on the world. Okay, so activity really does it for you. And that's yes. a red, reg- every day you do this or no? Well, yes, at least couple four, times a week? four times a week. Four times a week? Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. And I, if I had a difficult Sunday when it's crazy busy, I would go for a walk in the woods. I love walking in the woods. I love... I love trees, and I love when the leaves are on the trees, just putting them in the palm of my hand, and I just feel energy. She's just wonderful, and she, she's just great. I just love that. And, um, you know, name my podcast is Tell Me Something Great About Retail. So tell me something great about, you know, why, why do you like working in retail? What is it about? I, I love meeting people. I love interacting with people. I think that we have amazing people in retail in Ireland, like Retail Excellence Ireland, which is the event that invited yeah. you over to speak at, they are an amazing organisation and they just bring us all together and we're all like one big happy family. Yeah. And, and some of the most amazing people that I know in my life are here today. And uh, it's, it's, it's great. And 
there's huge cooperation and I am on I was on the International Garden Centre board for years and I was president of the International Garden Centre Association 2014-2015 and and that brought me around the world and I've been to most countries in the world and uh, several times and I love traveling and I love meeting those people and they are super friends Okay, okay. And one last thing. So what would you consider is your definition of great customer service, whether it's what you want to feel as a customer or how do you train your employees? I mean, there's efficient, right? There's, you know, I want this, go get that. But what does great customer service mean to you? When somebody comes in and are greeted and made feel special and that the whole experience with while they're in Arboretum has to be that from the beginning, middle and end. When you enter Arboretum, you enter through plants. I'm a horticulturist, I'm a mad plants person. You enter through plants and you exit through house plants and that's by design, not by accident. Mm. Because despite the fact that you can buy a dress or a frying pan or pet, pet stuff or furniture, whatever, the, the main thing is the you plants. eat plants. And I think plants make people happy. And that's why I suppose that I see people coming in and they might, and we have very good displays, we have very good merchandising. And you see people coming in and, and we say we have a cow and a calf and they change colour. And like we had strawberries on them at one stage when it was strawberry week. And like you see people coming in and they look and they see the cow and it's covered in strawberries and they smile. And you're getting the smile out of people that might not be in a great place at that time. And the gardens down at the back, my husband used to say to me, it's crazy because we have a gardener to keep them mm-hmm. and we don't charge for getting them in. And I, I've, I've said so many people have, that I see who are undergoing chemotherapy and they come and they sit down on a bench and read the book. And one lady mm-hmm. said to me that, that that is her solace. You know, she comes there for peace and quiet and she feels... Uh, and when you're entering that garden... Uh, there's a big sign that put up saying you're now entering a stress-free zone and when you have planted that seed in somebody's mind they actually have said to me I love that I feel that I'm in a stress-free zone because we've told them they are yeah and then you've created this beautiful environment for it to happen yeah well, that's wonderful. I really appreciate your time today here today, Rachel. And uh, again, if you're in Ireland, where should they go and, and visit you? Arboretum in Carlow and Arboretum in County Wicklow, South Dublin, 20 minutes from the biggest shopping centre in Dublin. Lovely. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you, Bob. Bye. Well, that does it for this podcast. Please join me again next time when I interview LaDonna McCarran, co-owner of The Pantry, Nook and Cranny, and Rose and Alice Handcrafted Soap. Well, she'll talk about how Kismet allowed her to grasp opportunities and run with them. I'll look forward to seeing you next time. And that brings us to the end of another edition of Tell Me Something Good About Retail. I'm your host, Bob Fibbs, the Retail Doctor. Please share the love and tell your friends to subscribe as I engage retailers to share their tips for growing your retail business. Find out more about me at retaildoc.com. That's R-E-T-A-I-L-D-O-C.com. While you're there, you can find a transcript of this podcast. You can send an email to me at bob at retaildoc.com to tell me what you thought of this episode. And or you can leave a comment and share your experience right here as it relates to what we were talking about today. 
Again, I hope you'll tune in for another episode and good selling.